0: Well, do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to The Mouthpiece, episode 94. Today, we're going to talk about what we always talk about. Football, poker, baseball, playoffs, politics, and whatever the fuck else you guys want to talk about. The Mouthpiece is next! how's it going to well, the mouthpiece another week has gone by it feels good to be back uh, doing the mouthpiece every week uh, kind of let you all in on what's going on in my life what's going on in the world what's going on in the poker world um, the Bellagio five diamonds in town I think the main event starts in two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a week. I don't know. Don't think I'm going to play. Um, I played WSOP.com 2K the other day. Played for five and a half hours. Finished 57th out of, I don't even know, 1763 or something. Uh, Got it in Ace Queen versus Ace King ace queen of diamonds versus ace of hearts flop came two diamonds of course i would never hit that i win that one i would have been 18th out of <clears throat> 57 and the guy who beat me uh doubled up and then was the chip leader when i last looked because he probably won because most people who beat me end up winning tournaments i think i made a mistake i had uh Gr- Grinding my way from 10 to 20 big blinds really without much of a hand. Um, and I th- had one three in a row, so I kind of got a little foot fl- frisky. Guy raised under the gun plus one, and I ripped 20 bigs with ace queen of diamonds. I think I should have just called. Uh, if I call, comes Jack eight five. I'm gonna fucking bet real big on the flop and probably take it because yeah, he has no pair, no draw on the flop. So, um, You know, I just feel that uh, uh, maybe I made a mistake there. Like Phil said, uh, you know, when you're playing in a regular tournament, uh, are you going to rip 20 big blinds with ace-queen to an under-the-gun plus-one razor? And the answer is no. So, you know, I thought it was a mistake. Uh, Of course, the GTO people say, oh, it's just a standard rip. Okay, whatever. That's why I win and they don't. So, um. Yeah, I got lots of info on the um, the uh, you know the what's going on in the hustler thing, but I really can't talk about it. Um, th- everybody really wants to believe. We're not going to really touch so much on this today. I mean, we'll take some calls on it. I don't. I just. We're three weeks in, and everybody's still talking about is she guilty, is she innocent. I am a believer that you're innocent until proven guilty. I've always said that. With that said, I have friends who are lawyers, and they both said if this was a, they were to take it to trial as a circumstantial evidence case, that she would be found guilty. And, you know, polygraph tests don't mean shit. I've said this before in 2004. Um, they wanted, they took a polygraph test that I, if I had any knowledge that I was selling drugs or, or if I had ever sold drugs for profit, which I had never done in my whole life, I had never even sold a drug in my whole life. I was coerced by an undercover officer that was my doctor because I used to party to go out and find his buddy, an undercover officer, drugs. And, um, I failed the polygraph test and I was telling 100% the truth. So polygraph tests don't mean shit. Um, the fact she turned over her phone records is very important, uh, but what does the phone records have to do if she DMs him on Twitter and says, "Hey, can you write this message out for me and make you look good and make me look good?" Uh, they need to go through the, uh, you know, all of uh, her Twitter feeds, uh, her Twitter DMs, and. Uh, you know, there there just would have to be so many so many more things. Uh, no, it's been three weeks. It's been three weeks since since this thing happened. Um. Uh, but listen, I was hundred percent sure when I first saw it. My instincts screamed this no way there wasn't cheating. Like I said, then I got convinced by so many poker players of why it wasn't. And they made a lot of sense, and I was all on board with that. But but it's just 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 too many coincidences. There's no there's no such thing as coincidences. Like I want to know one person. I want somebody to call me on the show today. If that have ever heard anybody even use in a sentence, wouldn't not, okay. It's never, I I, 54 years on this earth, I don't know one person who's ever used the word wouldn't not. And you're trying to tell me that the two people in the height of the investigation just happened to be texting and DMing each other and both in the sentence used the word wouldn't not, okay? Now, if she was to say, well... You know, I'm so innocent that I wanted this guy to come forward and just say I didn't say it because I know uh, for sure that I didn't cheat. And then she DM'd him to write a sentence. Um, why she would do that with a guy who stole 50000 off her and she's never met would make zero sense. But you could say that. To say that it's just a coincidence that two people wrote that are just, come on, people. Are you guys just that stupid? I mean, really? Really? I mean, come on. Come on. You, you can't be that stupid, you know? And now, um, well, Julie's another situation. I don't want to talk about Julie because I have my own opinions of her. Uh, when I went public and said she was shit-faced on drugs or on alcohol, nothing was said, 14 days later, now she admits she was drunk or whatever she was on. But I I don't know. Honestly, um I'm done with it. You know, I want to talk about my week in poker. Last night was truly one of the most interesting sessions of poker I've played in probably over a year. We're going to get to that right now. So last night, like an idiot, I decide, because in case anybody doesn't know, there's a worldwide Adderall shortage, and I'm been waiting for over two weeks for my Adderall and I still have nine more days to make it through. So basically I usually take 15 to 30 milligrams a day. I've been taking seven and a half milligrams a day, sometimes 15. Uh, and last night I jumped in the game and I decided to not take my Adderall. That was the dumbest mistake I ever made. And, um, I uh, I had a brain fart, and it was really bad. So I would open one of the one of the really great great human beings, Ben. He plays on Hustler Casino Live. Uh, Asian guy Ben plays real high stakes. He's a lot of action. He three bets me. He's been three betting me like at least seventy five percent of the time. Luda. Uh, who also plays at Hustler Casino Live, uh, three bet, uh, four bet it. And he'd been four betting and four betting them a lot because they know that uh, when they three bet, he usually doesn't have shit. And then they know that he usually doesn't have shit. So then they four bet. And I have a, usually a marginal hand, like tens or nines or ace jack. So I can't really call like two, three, $4,000 four bets, especially when I'm only 10K deep. So, this was just an absolutely ridiculously horrifying play I made. And again, it was because I wasn't on my Adderall. So, I raised 140, make guy, next guy makes it uh, 890, Luda makes it 5,888, which to me just didn't make any sense. I didn't understand why he would four bet so big. And I had two nines. And this is like, and i just decided to take a stand and i moved all in 10k and he had two jacks the key to that hand is you don't have a quarter in the pot you have 140 bucks in the pot find a better spot be patient uh the fact that i was off adderall it made me do this so now i rebuy and i um put 20 on the table uh lose gets stuck another 4000 Grind back to where I'm only about nine k losers. So basically, I'm down. I'm up a thousand dollars minus the ten k I punted. Um, and I feel like I'm playing really well. Now, a uh, another player who also uh, uh, plays in the Hustler Casino live stream opens for eighty bucks under the gun. I mean, the guy has never opened for eighty. Ever one time in the month he's been playing in the game. Five people call 80. An aggressive player on the button makes it 688. And I just know he has nothing. But I flat call with two sevens. The under the gun 80 makes it 2,500. And I just didn't. I wasn't buying it. I mean, I just wasn't buying it. I just didn't believe he had aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, or any big pair. I just didn't buy it. So I just decided to rip twenty thousand. And he called. And he had ace king. And uh, the flop come five five nine, ace on the river. The bo- bottom board come deuce six six, ace on the turn. So I lost a flip on both boards and was stuck thirty thousand. That's the most I've ever been stuck in this game in probably almost two years. So I then rebuy for the max, and um, it was a little disappointing because you're four to one favored after the flop, and you lose both flips, four to one favorite. in hindsight, I know that this person's been playing really tight. But he, when he's stuck, he he does these things, and he, he knows the guy on the button doesn't have anything, and he knows when I flat call, I'm not supposed to have anything. So his twenty five hundred is just going to be a normal bet. I, I just did buy it, but I was right, and but I was wrong. You know, I mean, but if they're going to call twenty five thousand with Ace King uh, against me, who's usually one of the most, the tightest players in the game, uh, definitely one of the top three tightest players in the game, then, hey, you know, that's good information because next time I'm going to do the exact same thing when I have aces or kings, and he's going to put 20,000 in, almost dead. So I got stuck 30. Um, then a hand came up uh, where I went back nine, and... I wish he would have shoved because I was calling. He raised. It goes like four limpers. Player makes it like three eighty, and or three limpers. Player makes it like three eighty, and so that's to me that's like almost a ten x. I didn't think he was very strong. I make it a thousand with two tens, and um, everybody folds and he calls. Flop come down. Jack 8 4 two spades check to me I bet a thousand I get check raised to 2400 or 2600 and I call and I said to myself he's got it. he's 100% on a spade draw or a straight draw Nine ten or or spades uh I don't believe he has a set of eights or a set of fours here um I just didn't believe his sizing so And I've played with the player a lot. I've got a pretty good feel for him. Turn comes a jack, and he goes 5,600. And I said to myself, there's no way he's sizing 5,600 when the jack comes because what jacks on my three betting, Uh, again, being one of the more tighter players on the table, why would he go so big? And I made up my mind, I'm calling and I don't care what comes if it's long, as long as it's not a spade, I'm calling. And if I lose 30 in this hand, I'm going to lose 60 K, which would be my biggest loss in about six years. And I'm going to go to bed. And so I called and the river came an eight. There's two, four, a four, two eights and two jacks on the board. And he decided to shut down and I checked back and he had the King nine of spades. So my read was dead, right? You know, he kept asking me, he asked me 30 minutes later, uh, would I have called them all in and I told them and you know guys know me how much I care about Flash I said I, sw- I swear on Flash's grave I was calling I had made up my mind I was calling as long as the spade didn't come so again I, after I took the Adderall I really kind of locked in um, uh, I really played some really great hands a uh, hand came up under the gun raised 200 I made it a thousand ace king of hearts um The same person who had the ace king of clubs when I had the sevens, flat calls a thousand. And at this point, I put him on Jacks or Queens. I just did. He's playing really tight, solid player. Um, really don't want to mention the name, but he plays on Hustler Casino also. Uh, and um, um, person who raises under the gun then makes it 4,000. Now this guy never, ever, ever four bets me without a big pair because he, well, they think I'm so tight. They have no idea, but they think I'm so tight. And so I said to myself, he 100% has aces or kings. I know it. I know it. I know it. I fold it. And now the other person... Who called the thousand calls the three thousand more? Flop came five five nine. It went check bet raise all in. The guy I said had kings or races had kings. The other guy who didn't that didn't uh, that didn't get my read uh, had queens, and he got stacked. Um, and um, so that was pretty big fold by me. You know, it, it really catapulted me into a really good position. I started playing a lot of pots. I usually don't play deep, um, for many reasons. Uh, I don't like losing big, and I don't like swinging so big. Uh, I like, you know, kind of grinding six, seven thousand, eight thousand, twelve thousand, eight thousand. It's just how I like to play. I don't. That's just my style. But playing deep, you know. I really forgot how good I really could play and I, I really got comfortable and I realized when you play deep you can really put pressure on some people especially when you have a good image so it went raise call uh, and I don't want to say the info I have on these players but I have a good feel for how they play I decided to make it 1300 out of the Middle blind with Jack Ten of Diamonds. First razor calls or the first razor folds. The next person calls. Now the flop comes down Deuce 610 Rainbows. There's 2,800 in the pot. I go for um uh twelve fifty, I think it was. What was it? Let's see, thirteen twenty six twenty-eight twenty eight in the pot I went for uh no I went for uh like fourteen fifty almost half i went half pot and I get min raised and I just say and this guy's stuck a lot, and so he does weird things when he's stuck, and I'm just like I'm not buying this at all, so I call and now the turn car comes at ace and I check. And he just moves all in for 15000 And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. I mean, like, it looks like when I raise and now I call the min raise and now the ace hits, because it looks like I have a pair of jacks, queens, or kings. And when I check, or it could even be aces, when I check... Why would he move in for 15,000? I said to myself, this makes no sense. I used two time banks. I called. we were, he had King Queen. I hold, I held both boards, and lo and behold, I was out in front three grand for the day. End up winning a $1,000, 1575 bucks, which is really really nice because I punted the first 10. You could say I punted the other 20 with the sevens. uh, And I played my heart out and made some great folds and great calls. So um, this is... um, I uh, let the screen go off again, Danny. I don't know why I did this. Um, There, it's back on. And so uh, that was uh, my poker night, you know. Um, Pretty, pretty happy... The way I played, I, I really locked in. And um, I got in the zone. I had not been in the zone, like the true, true zone in this game in probably a year. I mean, I have played great. I play good and play great every day, but I really got in the zone. So uh, that was really good. Uh, so I'm sitting about uh, seven grand win- winner for the week, uh, which is... Well, it's not a small win for this game, but, you know, um, I'm really, I don't play that many hours anymore, and uh, I I just like the fact that uh, uh, I was able to grind out playing really good. So uh, poker's been good. Uh, I've now booked uh, one, two, three, four straight winning weeks. Uh, I had a little bit of a, sideways for a while where after i had won mm, a lot of fucking i told you guys i don't really want to keep bragging or bringing it up but i had won many a weeks in a row and then i had the one month where i lost two out of four weeks and had a break even month and uh bringing back four winning weeks in a row is pretty positive so um playing good not really putting in that many hours i played the like I said, I, I told you about the 2K I played at WSOP. That's five and a half hours I'll never get back. Um. So, um, yeah, things are good in the poker world. In the sports world, switch over to sports, I think the NFL needs to get rid of Thursday games. They are an embarrassment. They are a disgrace. They are absolutely pathetic. They are always been pathetic. They had three or four good games last year. Ever since they put Thursday's games in for the last three years, they've been mostly pathetic. Now, I have four 15-win contest cards um, and one 12-win contest cards out of 25. So I'm 15 and 10. I'm four. And uh, my best one being 17 and eight at Circa uh which puts me four games back uh five games into this season. So uh we could put a five and O together this week or next week, you know, go nine and one or 10 and O, you know, maybe we pick up three games and we're uh, and we're tied for first. So um it's uh, uh you know listen I'm I'm glad I did this contest because, As much as I've lost in sports, it's not because of my knowledge. I am very, very knowledgeable. It's because I tilt. It's just like people who play poker. Some of the, you know, I know some of the most talented poker players in the world that are broke because they tilt. And in poker, I never tilt. In sports, I tilt. So, you know, it's very important to not tilt and because I don't bet anymore and And I say I don't bet anymore. People like, oh well, you bet you bet a thousand on this game or you bet a thousand on that game. If I like a game, one game a week, I'll bet a thousand on it. Okay. And I could do that the rest of my life. When I say I don't bet sports anymore, I don't go and look for bets to make so I can sweat games. Okay. That's betting sports. You guys understand that? So, um, that that, that's really the most important thing so like give you an idea the baseball playoffs have been going on i've bet on two games i bet atlanta game two against the phillies and under in that game atlanta was a must-win game at home i feel that they are the world series favorites they had a three-hour rain delay there was humidity in the air i didn't feel the ball would travel I, took, I laid $1.40 with Atlanta for $1,000 and I went under minus 120 for 7 dollars a half for $1,000 and I won both of those. Those are the two bets I've made. I had last week my pick of the week, Saints, that everybody was on the other side. I bet 1000 on that. I had the Monday night game, the Raiders, plus seven and a half. I had 1000 on that. Why did I have a thousand on the Raiders? The Raiders were going into a bye week. They were one and four. If they win, they're two and three, and they're one game behind Kansas City with a tiebreaker. They're going into a bye week happy. They were bringing it, they were bringing in it all. Kansas City was coming off beating the Super Bowl champs in a revenge game from two years ago. And they had Buffalo on deck next week, which is now this week. And I just felt it was the absolute perfect spot. And I thought the Raiders were going to win out outright. I almost made a money line bet at plus two eighty five, and they should have won outright. Look what they look how they gave this game away. Okay, they get the absolute atrocity of a call on the strip sack, roughing the passer bullshit, and then they give them a free three points before half, and that ends up being the game. Take, not only that, the three free points before half, but. How about you stop them on fourth and fourteen, and you get called for a call that's only been called once in twenty years—defensive holding on the field goal kick that the guy missed. There's ten points; they lost by one. Raiders are one and four. Easily could be five and zero oh or four and one, but they are what their record is in this NFL. If every game comes down to one play. Look at that piece of shit game last night. Like Washington had full control. The idiot misses a field goal. They let J- Justin Fields run 40 yards. He's first and goal at the six. And the defense made two great plays to save the game. You know, everything comes down to a play. I mean, if they make I, I have, by the way, I had Washington and I wanted them on all my cards, but I can't put them on the Thursday card because you got to understand what the injury reports are. But I think most of the injury reports are all in already. So uh I should have gambled and put Washington. I I loved Washington yesterday. Um, I didn't bet it. But I, I, liked, I liked him in my pick em contest. I put him as my number eight. Um, but um, anyways, uh, yeah, um, uh, the NFL is something. Now, uh, this week is a very interesting set of games. Uh, I liked Washington as my number one pick. I know of... Two games, I'm betting, I had Arizona last week. They lost by three to Philly. I had them because I thought Arizona really needed the game. Philadelphia had Dallas on deck. I didn't know it really wasn't that an important game for them as long as they beat Dallas this week. So uh, even though they got out 14 nothing, they're very lucky to win that game. They won that game because Kyler Murray slid... I don't understand how he could slide before the first down. And the guy can't make a 43-yard field goal. He shouldn't even be in the NFL. So, you know, that's just uh, – how do we get rid of these spammers there, buddy? Yeah, just got them. – All right. Anyways, uh, so um, I think Seattle's pathetic. I think they have the worst defense in the league. I don't believe that Geno Smith can keep putting up 32 a week. That's just my opinion. I mean, they're like number three offensive team. I, all right. Well, they're going to give up thirty. Okay. They're going to give up thirty. They've given up. Seattle giving up thirty every week. The NFL still has Seattle's win total at five and a half, even though they're two and two. They're uh, two and three. That's what they think of them. So I'm taking Arizona as my number one pick. I I don't know. I, I I just don't think Seattle has a defense. I, I don't think much of them at all. I really don't. Uh, I might be wrong. Um, I'm also going with Buffalo. It's the revenge game from last year. Buffalo's got all their defensive guys back. Uh, even uh, LaDemarius White supposed to come back this week. Uh, after off the ACL injury. Uh, If he's back, I'm definitely taking Buffalo. Um, It's going to be a heck of a game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. So those are the two I'm looking to. Oh, and the one other game I'm looking to on all my cards is Dallas plus 6.5. I I don't understand this line whatsoever. Um, Dallas legitimately has a top-three defense in the league, Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas. Three best defenses. Now, Frisco stayed on the road for in West Virginia from last week. They didn't come home. They've been on the road for two weeks. They're laying five and a half on the road. They lost another offensive lineman, and their three best defensive players and their running back is out. Um, these are massive injuries. I, you know, so many people are leaning towards Frisco in this game. Because of all the injuries that Atlanta has, but Atlanta plays hard. I mean, they were down twenty-one to nothing to Tampa last week, and um, I mean, if it wasn't for the bullshit Brady call, they they might have won that game. So, um, will Joe Biden start World War Three? Hundred percent, he will. Hundred percent, he will. You know, everybody's starving in the streets. Nobody can afford their power. Nobody could afford gas. All for the U.S. proxy war with Russia. You guys don't understand what an evil empire is. And don't, it ain't just Joe Biden. The fucking, the fucking Republicans are in on it too. Okay? They all work for the war machine and their fucking profits. So, just being honest. You know what I mean? You can't just, you can't just say, uh, Joe Biden. I mean, he's an idiot, the worst president we've ever had in our lifetime by a hundred. But uh, the GOP and Mitch McConnell's and Lindsey Graham's of the world are just as evil. Don't kid yourself. Don't let anybody tell you any different. You know. You know, I um, I lean a little. I I lean five degrees right because it's com because of common sense. You know it's like Elon Musk said, I haven't moved. It's the other people on the on the crazies on the left that have moved into crazy land, and, um, and the truth of the matter is, is if I was political years ago, I would have been a Democrat because I believe in so many things. But everything they sell is a lie. They don't believe in anything they sell, and um, there's just too many phony people in the in the government and. Um, I, I just call it out like like everybody else does, you know. The left is the the left are just crazy people. Uh, can't can't answer a phone yet. We're gonna open the phone lines in a minute, and uh, and we'll all uh, we'll talk about everything. So um, that's what's going on for me. Let's see. We talked about the Robbie situation. We could have phone calls. We could talk about it some more. Uh, The elections are coming up now in, um, what are we, on the 15th now? So 19 days. I truly believe it's the most important election of our lifetime. If the Democrats keep control, they will push their radical agenda and there will be nothing left of the United States. And I do believe that wholeheartedly. I will never say that again the rest of my life, that this is the most important election of our lifetime. It seems like every year since I've been political, that's all they always say. Oh, this is the most consequential lesson of my lifetime. This is the most consequential lesson of our lifetime. And then I see what's going on in the world. And this is truly the most consequential election of our lifetime. So I do believe that it's very important to vote out the Democrats to stop Joe Biden's agenda that he's being forced to push through from his radical... Um, donors uh, that's just my opinion it's not facts uh, I, I, I just truly believe that and again it's just they're not going to they just need to stop it from being pushed through yeah exactly where she took a lie detector test and so uh, listen uh, nobody understands how close we are to the brink of a nuclear war with Russia we you know they're gonna call me, oh you're a Putin apologist. Um Sergei Lavrov hit it right on the nose. We didn't interfere when the US went into Libya killed a million people. We didn't interfere when they went into Afghanistan, killed five hundred thousand people. We didn't interfere when he went into Iraq, killed one point eight million people, including five hundred thousand children. And they and all those places were tens of thousands of miles away from the U.S., they're interfering with a war where you have Ukraine on the border of Russia, fast-tracking their way into NATO. NATO is an alliance to be against Russia. They cannot have their border controlled by a nuclear-armed NATO just the way it is. you think the U.S. would let Mexico with all the crazy cartels have nuclear weapons? You guys decide. All right. Let's open up the phone lines. Um, let's go. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702 329 4 Eight zero. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the TheMouthMatiseau on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 702-329-0480. Give me a call. We'll talk about whatever you want. Uh, sports. Robbie, Poker, let's go. Welcome to the mouthpiece. It's Mike. Hey, this.
1: Mikey, Drew from the Woodlands. How's it going? What's up,
0: buddy? How are you?
1: I know it's a little down. I know that technically speaking, and I'm saying it kind of facetiously and trying to be as, as humorous as you can say it, but if you give the country money and that country... It uses that money to then blow up a, a pipeline and destroy the environment or or gets a car and rides on the bridge and explodes it. Well, then surprise, you're now a state sponsor of terrorism. It took a long time yeah. for it to happen, but it finally did. Oh, yeah, we you're are. Now officially we
0: are. State yes.
1: sponsors of terrorism. And believe you me that China will be in front of the U.N. at some point saying, you know who should go on the list? You know, you go on the list. Yeah. Anyway, I like to bring down, you know, bring us up. Uh Agreed. And we should be celebrating Mr. Daniel the and his return oh, yes. to Yes to Dan- small Ball Poker. Okay. I don't know. I love it. I think it's a glorious day It he is. he actually said he invented limping or he established who's been talking about limping. Who's been being made fun of about limping. Go ahead. Who's been made fun of about, th- is it one it's- Phil Helmuth? Yes. One guy yes. who has been earning millions of dollars going heads up against all these GTO geniuses. Yep. On stream. Tell it.
0: Beat it. Preach it.
1: And he is now coming out. he said, I uh I just got to return to my old style. He's yeah. mixing it. Preach. Like preach it. it. Daniel. Like tell tell, tell like my caller.
0: Has. Tell my caller something, Daniel. You. Tell tell my caller. What do you think about Phil? Tell tell him. What is he good at? Source of happiness. what is Phil good at, Danny? I'm good at no limit holdem. There you go. Say it again because good at no limit hold <laughs> There, exactly. So... Well, so's Daniel. So... So's Daniel. You and have he... to... You, let me let, let, let me let you in a little bit more. And I'm, I'm glad you touched on this. I do want to congratulate Daniel winning a super high Roller rollerball. He played good. Um, he called me the night before uh, they were at the final table. Uh, and he told me, or on day, going into day two, that um, he's going to start limping every hand 100 big blinds deep. And they're not going to know what... what <laughs> They're not going to know what, what to do because the solvers don't analyze this, right? And I said to him, well, duh, me and Phil have only been saying this for two years, right? So what what the funny part is, is even after he won it, okay, maybe I shouldn't say this, but he did call Phil on the phone and say, oh, you'd be proud of me how I played. I limped in oh, to did. death. Cool. Okay. And... You know, and I said to Phil, to Daniel, and I'm like, you know, Phil's only been saying this for two years, and all you guys have done is destroy him. Well, Phil limps thirty big blinds deep. He never has a hundred big blinds to limp deep. And I'm just thinking, uh, okay, but if he did, he would still be limping. Okay, this is just the thing is, is Phil has a lot of mechanical errors he makes playing poker. He'll never admit it, but if he fixes his mechanics, he'd be devastating. And but he's the, our, the but greatest I watched reader of people. I watched ever. all of them. Okay, I watched all of them limp. They're limping aces, they're checking back aces, they're doing anything because everybody nobody gives away chips, so they're trying any way they can to get chips. I watched them limp nines. I want some, I want everybody limped every big hand, nobody raised. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. When Phil Hellmuth did it, they called him a fucking idiot for two fucking years as he mashes everybody's face in. And now they're doing it. Now, they want—they don't want to, you know, Daniel will never come publicly out and say, oh, God. you know, hey, you know, there's something to this limping thing. You know what I mean? That Phil was on. It's, you know, because they don't ever want to give Phil any credit because they that would take away their narrative that Phil sucks at poker. But in reality... There's two ways to balance, right? What you, if you balance? You raise the same amount at all times when you're strong and you're weak. You, you know, you raise the the solvers tell you raise this many x against this stack or three x. I did this that. All right. Well, if you're limping every single hand, doesn't that balance your range? Right. Oh, not to a GTO machine, but to
1: another human. Yes. Okay. But to a, a machine, no. But nobody's a machine when they're trying to remember the, uh, let me let me use the correct terminology, the buckets. Because, you know, everything goes in yeah. a bucket, right? And not a chart. It's a bucket. Right. Bucket post-flop. Puck, uh, puck, on all the streets, you know, you know, post-flop streets, it's all buckets. We all can memorize the buckets. And whoever mem- memorizes the buckets gets closest to the GTO theorem. <laughs> They can all fuck.
0: Let me tell you something. They can all fuck themselves. I know. I called down seventeen thousand yesterday with a fucking second pair no kicker, and fucking was sure I was good. I mean, I don't need a fucking bucket, a GTO, a solver, or anything to tell me. Okay, if I play perfect the way I'm supposed to play, I've never looked at a chart, I've never looked at a solver, and I compete very fucking fine against everybody. Now, yeah, that's it, you know, and, you, and you know, I even told well, Daniel, you smart. know, I, I told Daniel the too. Tell
1: you.
0: Yeah. One thing I told Daniel, I was very proud of him is I go, I guess you forgot how good you are post flop, you know, where you're sitting there ripping 20 big blinds with Jack Queen and diamonds because the solver says you have to rip 18 big blinds with it, you know, when you could just play post flop. I mean, Daniel's a great mm-hmm. post flop player and he showed it, you know, and uh, and he goes, it's not that I forgot. He goes. I just, you know, this is how Dan- Daniel used to play like this all the time, and
1: yeah, that gonna, one I got real salty over it towards the end. I couldn't really understand. I don't know if it's facial expressions, but he was super salty looking. It came across super salty on the man. on on on, the, on TV. The thing and is, I can understand is, why.
0: Is he, is the way to attack people wanting to play small ball is you take them out of their comfort zone and you make them play big ball, okay? And everybody and all the solver people are falling into a uh, uh, a uh, a small ball style, which you know it fits my style perfectly. It fills Phil and Daniel's style perfectly. Um, like somebody like Adamo, when he came around and smashed last year, he made everybody play big bet poker, which took them out of their comfort zone. Okay, I oh, they these called
1: big bet poker kill Phil. Remember
0: that? Yeah. That's what they used to call it. Remember? (laughs) What's his name? Wrote the book called Kill Phil.
1: Yeah. Yeah, He was, what, 60? He wrote the book Kill Phil? Yeah. He didn't have no computer.
0: Yeah. He said, Kill Phil. Yep. I'm going to take some other calls. But yeah, man, I appreciate the call. And you're 100% right. Shout out to Daniel. Uh, He fucking really did play great. I give them a keep,
1: keep it on and, and, and cheer up. I, I I know they're trying to kill us. I get it. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's only what twenty something days to the election. Everybody vote early. Uh, yeah, early vote, voting for me in Texas. Vote, starts in the Vote 24th. red. Vote and red. I'm, you know, I'm honestly, I will
0: never tell anybody on this show, and you know, I, I lean right. The rest of my yes. life, that you must go out and vote red this, this yes. November okay? you have to this it's is a very Armageddon. you must. and I grew up yes we
1: grew up with the threat of nuclear Armageddon and and yeah. for the they, they brought back nuclear Armageddon I yeah. mean let me yeah. say one last thing not, on, hey, not... anybody out there who thinks that the, the world the, saving the planet if you are typing green uh, propaganda green energy propaganda, and you're not voting red I'm on a phone yeah You're not an environmentalist. The phones polluted the planet. You're not an environmentalist. Everybody's
0: brainwashed by the propaganda pushed through to their phones. You know, when you have big tech censoring all points of view other than the mainstream media narrative, uh, he's right. Their phones are all being polluted by toxic waste. Hello. On the mouthpiece. Hey. How you doing? What's going on? Not much, man. What are you up to?
2: Uh, not much just hanging out yeah. just chilling but i appreciate the call you're welcome i um i follow you online and i have for a while and i think you're an interesting character and i think you're hilarious and not all is good but i gotta i gotta i gotta ask you i i know for sure maybe seven to ten years ago long long time ago from now 2022 you stated online twitter or in a video or something you were like. 1020 to Bellagio, Vegas, like the 1020, 2040, no limit holding game. The days where you can make 150k, 200k, they're done, long gone, and you won't see them again.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So is that true? And I feel like just because the, you know, the prevalence of social media now, and maybe it's just bullshit that you see these guys doing it and making all the money on a regular basis. Like, are they just phony, or is it just you need to be the top point one percent what's mm-hmm. the deal
0: i think you need to be the top point one percent i don't think any it's just too hard to make money in poker i mean i um i play uh, mixed games 4 800 uh from from 2000 from 1996 through through 2019 um that's all i did is play mixed games even though i was a great no limit Holdem player uh, I was right. great no limit Holdem tournament player i didn't there really wasn't many good no limit hold cash games. And uh, after 2006, 2007, they just got kind of tougher and tougher. Uh, at least that's what I thought. Uh, now I'm playing straight no-limit-hold-em, and, um, and I feel like I'm just dominating. So uh, am I just in a soft game? I, I used to think uh, it, was, it was soft, but I don't feel it's soft anymore. I think it's very hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm still winning and I feel like I have control of where I'm at. So I do believe the best players in NOLAM and Hold'em win. Uh, There's a reason reason why so many – and I'm not talking about tournaments. I'm just talking about cash, okay? Right. Uh, Tournaments, you'll see one person go on a rush and then another year another person go on a rush. Another year – you don't see anybody – I mean – uh, was it Donnie Peters is doing really good consistently. Um, there's a lot of people winning, but how many are winning year after year after year? You know, it's a good question. Right. I've watched so many, go- uh, to me in the high roller circuit, the money just goes round and round and round because everybody plays great. You know what I mean? Uh, I Seems like, like I, I like Daniel when he just told me he was going to limp. I told him, I thought it was a great idea and I thought it would work. And, um, uh and it did, and they didn't know what to do. And uh, <laughs> and it was uh pretty... It, and he did it to perfection. I mean, bravo, Daniel. I mean, give it credit where credit's due. He didn't just win by limping. He fucking dominated by limping. He had complete control of that final table at all times, never, ever linguaging control of the table. Uh Right. And he did it by fucking small-balling him to death. And... When you're playing for $300,000 buy in okay? That's what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. That's real money, okay? And so people don't want to play big bet poker because they're afraid of losing. They're just as afraid. You might not think they're afraid, but they are, okay? They're afraid of playing a big pot and being knocked out. So Mm -hmm. they just all thought with their egos that they could just combat it and they'd never seen Daniel Limp before and they didn't know what the fuck he was doing and they were afraid to raise and I mean, this will be very interesting, the adjustments that they make to that because 90% of these guys are all GTO solver guys, you know, I, I don't know how many Can I ask, of them your, are can I ask your
2: thoughts on, on, on one player and specifically in, yeah. and, and in addition to that one player a specific hand that he played against your buddy Daniel Negreanu, okay. I want to know what you think about Michael Adamo's play uh, in these super high rollers and more specifically the ultra uh, anti-GTO play if you if you will when he had flopped the straight, the not straight with 6'8 on a 5'7'9 board when Daniel had ace King and check, check, flop, checked. That that was one
0: I, I argued with Daniel that it was one of the absolute worst mistakes he'd made. We argued, yeah, yeah, Daniel's very hard headed in that, uh, and he'll be, you know, <laughs> oh, no, no, the way Damo does, he bluffs all the time. Okay, good, he bluffs all the time. Let him fucking have it. It's five minutes into the fucking super high three hundred k buy-in. Okay, it's five minutes in. Let him fucking have it. You have nothing in the pot. Okay, and uh, and so with that said, you know, it's a, it's just I, I I thought it was a terrible call, and he's he said no, and uh, uh, listen, I'm a, I'm entitled to my opinion. He's entitled to his. I just say, hey, I know he does it all the time bluffing, but so what. Wait to let yep. him, let, let him get, get, get just trap him, you know, right. so just find a better spot. And um but that was last year. I mean, let's go forward to this year. I mean, bravo to Daniel. If you anybody who doesn't think that he was the best player in that tournament or at least played the best, then uh, I don't know what else to say. He ran the best and he played the best. That's a hell of a combination. Mm-hmm. Hell of a combination. You know, when you sit there and you and you have pocket threes on an ace four deuce board. And you run out three three, which is a jackpot hand. Five minutes into the right. to the tournament, and you don't win the tournament. You you know pretty it would be disappointing, But he uh, did. You know another thing about Daniel in this thing is I literally was buying ten thousand dollars of him. I never talked about. I, <laughs> I talked about this is I had a dream that he won this thing, and he said there's a sm- there's p- small pieces left, and I was going to buy ten k worth because every time I've had a dream uh when I before I ever took pot, which was in twenty seventeen, even though I've been two and a half months off a of pot now. So when I had the dream I was thinking, Wow, I mean, is Daniel really gonna win this? And I, so I almost <laughs> I almost invested ten grand. That would have got me a hundred thousand. Uh I didn't Not do it. Return. I, I, I didn't do it, but uh but it goes to tell you that my instincts and my intuition is back where it used to be, which is really impressive to me because even playing in the in these live no Limit Games, my I'm literally calling these people's cards out every single time I know what their hands are, and uh, that means that uh, me getting off pot has allowed me to bring my game back to an even higher level, which I always thought I was playing really good the last couple of years anyways. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty stoked about it. Well, you know?
2: listen, listen, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you one more question, or sure. I want to comment on on sure. one other hand that uh, you know when I think of you, uh, especially in more recent time, it it really stand, sticks out, and I think it was a fantastic play that just didn't happen to work out yeah. to your credit, like you know to your credit, yeah. and it was the main event that yeah. I watched uh, in 2022. Now,
0: yeah. I'm, if I'm, I'm this
2: guy, I forget the guy's name, yeah. but he had like a nine or an eight high flush on the river when the board paired. I knew he and had, you're had playing a flush. super tight. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I don't know this guy's history, but I can tell you right now for sure, the line you took there, it's never a bluff. Never a bluff. If it can never be a bluff,
0: it's the right line to take. And the truth of the matter is, is the old Mike would have just folded and just gone back and grinded. But when he raised this, the first thing I said (laughs) to myself after running the hand through, remember, I've been playing Nolan Holden every day for two years, so so (laughs) I'm like, this guy's got a small flush, I'm like, mm. I just took the exact same line I did when I flopped quads. I did the exact same line I took when I had fives full. I said, right. I go, I have no bluffs in my range here if I fucking pull this trigger. <laughs> and I and I, and I I did it, you know? And <laughs> I talked, like, eight of the nine people at the table said they would have folded my hand in less than a half a second, right? A hundred percent.
2: It took a lot of heart.
0: And, um, it did. and what's funny is, and I, I like to say it, is I know that I'm back playing at a very high level, no limit hold them again. And nobody believed I was back as I'm crushing for the last two and a half years. And it took a suicide bluff in the main event for everybody to say, Mike, you're fucking back. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I had to lose me winning every day. was no proof. I was back. I had to fucking blow the main event on day four for everybody to say I'm back. And, um, right. Uh which listen, does it feel good for your for your poker peers to realize you're back playing at that high level? Sure it does, you know. But uh even the guy who made the Great full with the uh ace queen uh, uh when the guy had uh quads or whatever it was, the guy who finished thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, he was out Diaz. He was at my table and I was in yep. line with him when he was cashing out and he and he <laughs> came up to me, pimp fussed me uh, uh, uh fist pumped me and said, Mike that was a great bluff. I, he goes, I don't even know why it was taking so long to fold. He goes, there was no doubt in my mind you had it. I just can't even believe that you got called there. <laughs> so, you know, hey, uh, I still am fine with it, and uh, and uh, I'm playing good. The, you know, the hardest thing for me is, and what people don't understand, is my is my pain that I deal with, and being able to to go through four, five, six, seven, eight days of of tournament poker, I mean, sure. it's very hard on me. Like I'm in a lot of pain right now. And, uh, um,
2: uh,
0: and I'm dealing Can you with. just
2: take like some C- CBD? I know you said you're off pot or whatever, but uh, the listen, CBD I, I,
0: you? I mean, I take pain pills. I take muscle relaxants. Yeah. I mean, when I, I'm dealing with another disc that's pressing on my spinal cord, the one that they told me in two years, I would have to have surgery that, that surgery again, or I had to learn how to walk again, again. And, um, I, uh, that was in 2017. They said I was going to have to have it. And now we're five years later, and I haven't had to have it. So I worry whenever I'm in this type of pain down my legs and in my and just all over my lower body that, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, is it time for surgery or not? So I do start to stress a little bit. But, you know, listen, uh, when my documentary comes out in a few months, you're, everybody's going to understand what I go through. So you guys will enjoy it. It'll be on one of cool, the questions. All right, man, I'm going to take another call. All, all the best to you. Thanks. Take care, my friend. Later. Later. It's so funny that so many people, like I said, I, I need I needed a suicide punt to get <laughs> to get my uh, rec for people to say, oh, Mike's so great, you know, whatever, you know, I don't need anybody's uh, acknowledgement. Uh, I don't need people to analyze my game and tell me if I'm good or bad. Poker's about making money. If you win the money, you're great. If you don't win money, you suck. That's it. That's it. Poker is not about playing the best players in the world. It's about playing the people that you're better than. If you're one of the top three players in the game at all times, you're going to win money. If you're not, you're going to lose money. That's the bottom line. That is what poker is. Poker is who can get into the private games. That's what poker is. You know, So many of the top players can't even make a living playing poker. They can't get into the private games. And they're shut out because they're so good. How do they know they're so good? Well, they fucking put themselves on high yeah. high rollers and high stakes and everybody sees how good they are. I don't want anybody to know I'm good. I want everybody to think I suck. This way I keep getting invited into private games. So anyways, um, uh, that's what's uh, going on. Uh seven oh two three two nine zero four eight zero. Um I think we this one. I am uh definitely playing three games this week. I'm t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm taking Arizona, Buffalo, and Dallas. Hello. Well, welcome to mouthpiece. This is Mike. Mike, what's, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Good man, how are you?
3: Good, loving the show. I just had a question for you about this Robbie thing, man. I wanted to see if I could pick your brain. Sure. So I, I've been I've been thinking about this, um, and I'm not swaying one way or the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: If she was really cheating, mm-hmm. um, she 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 made the call on the turn after after the turn was revealed,
4: mm-hmm.
3: knowing that she had Jack high, which may have been good. Uh, there's still a river cart to come. Correct. With that much money, is it is it possible? Do you think, in all your experience, that she would? Choose that hand to make the call.
0: First of all, um, she acts so ditzy and stupid, okay? What better better person to be the deliverer of a cheating scandal than somebody that looks like they don't know what they're doing? Think about that. They're going to make ridiculous calls because they don't know what they're doing. And there's so many other hands and questions. Um, again, I am a real, real believer in the constitution of you're, in, you're innocent until proven guilty, okay? But the more she talks, the more guilty she became. If she just would have let it go and just not, want, she's an attention whore. She's a fucking narcissist, okay? And when you want and you crave the attention, and crave it, and crave it, and crave it. You're going to make mistakes. And I do not believe, it's just like Alan Kessler wrote, because I've seen that forensic files, the lady with the letter when she wrote anti, anti-free instead of anti-freeze, okay? I don't know, how old are you, sir? Uh, 43. 43. In 43 years of your life, have you ever heard or seen anybody put in a sentence, wouldn't not. Yeah, I have okay. not.
3: Okay, it, I and now
0: you want me to believe the two people that people believed are involved happened to write a tweet and a message to each other and both used the word wouldn't not, okay? Now, if she was to come out and say, you know, I know I'm as innocent, this guy, Brian, knows I was innocent, so I direct DM'd him to come out to say that I'm innocent. And I told him what to say, and I wrote the letter, but I'm still innocent. Well, then, you know what? I'd open it back up to innocent, okay? But then you have to ask yourself, why would she do that with a guy that stole $15,000 from her that she's never met, okay? Now you have to ask she's never met this person but she follows him on Twitter? Like, how is she following an employee on Twitter that nobody knows, okay? I'm just trying to say, these are just massive circumstantial uh, evidence, okay? Not counting the fact that, that anybody, all the people I know that are the best card readers in the world all say she's guilty. Because if you look at the reaction before she calls and after she calls she looks like she's being told to call and doesn't and has no idea why she's being told to call when she then calls and wins both boards she doesn't act like oh my god i made this stupid call i can't even be-. she looked like she knew she had the best hand and you know then people were telling me well you know, she was embarrassed. She might have misread her hand. And and I start and I bought into that. And I was, I then, you know, I switched 36 hours after I said 100% guilty the first day to 85% not guilty, right? But the more she talked and the more things she did to try and exonerate herself, the more, it's kind of like when you go to an FBI, right? They, 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 they bring you in, hey, Mr. So-and-so, you know, I don't know if you know why you're here, Uh, Your ex-wife was murdered. What's your alibi? And then they get them talking for 12 hours, right? And these people are professionals. I guarantee if you get like an FBI interrogator specialist, he will come to the conclusion that she's guilty. I mean, she just keeps hanging herself more and more. And I just don't believe that that could be a coincidence. There's lots of other things that could be coincidences. And I was happy to say, give her the benefit of the doubt which I did 36 hours after this happened uh, on my show last week before this message came out. If you'd listened, I still said I was leaning innocent. You, I don't know if you heard the show last week, but then oh, I did. You know, yeah. Then when the message I was, I read the message that she wrote on- online and the message just sounds fake. Okay. But you got to remember tweets and text. You, m- many people, it comes across different, and you could interpret it differently than how they're actually writing it. So even that, sure. I didn't really want to convict her for. But when they put those two words, "wouldn't not," in both of those things, I am sorry. This is something. I mean, I have a, a friend who's a lawyer, and you know, he's not really. Much poker player, but he knows a little bit about poker. And he said if they had to try this based on circumstantial evidence, that she'd be found guilty. So is it coincidences? (laughs) Are all these little things coincidences? You know, everybody wants to believe her that she's innocent. But she went from I owned you, I thought you had ace high, which you call with Jack High. Then she all the all the different spins and lies. Then when it took her like eight hours later to say she misread her hand, that she had dragged three of the hand before. And then she just, now when I came out, I think two weeks ago, and said she was like on under the influence of something or drunk or, or on some kind of pills or something, now she comes out and says she was fucked up. You know, why didn't she say that two and a half weeks ago? In other words... As everybody yeah. tries to make excuses for her, then she takes that line and then goes forward with it. Is that you know a fair way of saying? Now, once again, I'm not a fucking uh, attention whore and I didn't run a podcast every week to look like a circus and try and make her innocent or, or guilty and I'm not trying to degrade uh, uh, Joe Agram in one center for at all. I thought he did a very good job, by the way. But, you know... The more, the more you hear, you know, the more, it's a more, you know, listen, it's, you know, oh, she passed a polygraph test. Big deal. I told you, I felt, I failed mine and I was a thousand percent telling the truth. Right. Right. You know, like, uh, like the, the one guy, they said the mass murderer, uh, Ted Bundy, he passed every polygraph test. Okay. So right. what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. Soci- sociopaths pass polygraph tests, you know, but I'll tell you what, and I'll say it online here and anybody that's listening, if Robbie wants to go to a person who matches letters and a person who, um, uh, an, uh, like that, an FBI person that actually can get a feel whether they're telling the truth or not, uh, more than the le- more that, the letters. Because... I have a guy put a video, um, I'm gonna actually put it on the uh, put it on my Twitter tonight that the guy sent me that just shows all the similarities in that that message from Brian to her and to all the things that she says. She uses the same words. She it's just yeah. the same person. It is one hundred percent the same person. And if she doesn't want to say if she wants to insist it's not, then I'm going to insist she's guilty. If she wants to come forward and say, uh, that yeah, you know, I just wanted my name clear because I'm innocent and I to, and I wanted him to write something nice and I told him what to write, okay, then you could say, well, why is she doing that? But hey, that's believable. There's just no way I'm ever going to believe that those that tweet and that message wasn't written by the same person. There's just no way. Yeah. I don't believe I,
3: it. I, yeah. I, I think, I think just, there's, there's just too much inconsistency right. outside of outside of just that.
0: The hand, you've got to take the hand right. out of the equation. I don't right. give a, the hand is meaningless in this case. Right. It really is. Right. You it's know? Too much action. Right. It's the actions on other hands. It's the, it's the consistencies and the inconsistencies. You see what I'm trying to say? Right. And yeah, after man. the ham was done, the so many inconsistencies are not... Anybody, like, like everybody in poker knows that I am one, one of the most honorable people in poker. You know, even when I owed everybody a lot of money, you know, most of them got paid. I still owe a little bit. Uh, but they know that I'm a very good person. I would never lie. It would cheat or anything. It's like if, some, if somebody was killed tomorrow and... The FBI came and arrested me for murder. Everybody in the poker world who knows me knows that I'm being framed because it could never happen. I could never kill anybody, okay? It's just not possible, okay? So everybody's going to go to bat for me. They they know that, I, that I'm an honest person. The fact that so many things that, that were said that are just spun and spun and spun and spun and spun and spun. It's just, uh, you know, it's like Nick said, you know, it's like she, whether she's innocent or guilty, because they really don't know the way she's acting. I mean, she's a sociopath, man. She's a attention fucking seeking sociopath.
3: And yeah. Well, I, hope, I hope a, I never see her on, on, on TV or watch her play poker. I don't um, me neither. That yeah. But,
0: it's, uh, you know, she's getting turned on by fame. You're hundred percent right, Hannah. It's a, it's like a drug. Okay. Um, I, I, I get, I, I, I get it when I first when full tilt first blew up and we were so big and we were going across in Europe and everywhere we went, everybody knew who we are. And we were on yeah. commercials in the back of taxi cabs in London. We went to Germany, 100,000 people. It was like a rock concert. And when I remember how weird it felt, but how satisfying it felt. Now, I'm not a, one of those people who's an attention-seeking person, um, but it felt good. So I do understand what Hannah wrote in the chat just now is, is you get turned on by fame. Um, when you've never had it, you're 38 years old. She's a pretty good looking woman. I mean, let's put it, you know. And uh, she has this, she's she's craving this attention. She just, to her, it's like an ego thing. And, and, she, and, and, and she, you know, to me, it, it, it it's a sickness. And, uh, and I think she's hung herself many a times. And um, I even made a few calls texted a few people that I respect that have been involved in this investigation. Uh, they've been on Joey's podcast a lot. And I said, is there any chance this woman's innocent? And I got out of right. all three of them, 2%. So they're at 98% yeah. guilty. Um, yeah. And so that's it. Yeah. We're going to go so, back. We'll there, make- so that's it. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this, man. Um, you know, when the pandemic first started, uh, your home, your, you know, your home games, I started playing your home games. They're great. And exactly. I just wanted to say thank you for that. Also, yep. you took it above and beyond, man. You did the, uh, zoom calls with all the players. Yep. So I just wanted to, I had, man, You're welcome. thanks for doing that. You know, we still got the, the home games.
0: still, the home games still going, uh, where, you know, it's, yes, it's, yes, they are, you know, yes, some days, some days we don't have games, uh, but, uh, Listen, I keep it. I keep the room open. I try and come in as many times as I can. It's hard for me because uh, I'm just so busy. Uh, but I, I think I played a couple of hours this week. So yeah, I appreciate you very yeah, much. No, and I, thanks for playing I, the home yeah, game.
3: Yeah, I love that, man. Thank you again. And um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him back soon.
0: You got thanks, it, Mike. Man. Take care. All right. All right. Yeah. Anybody wants to still play in my home game? Email mouthpoker at yahoo.com, mouthpokeryahoo.com, $250 in chips for 200 One, two PLO, one, two, no limit, hold them every day. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Daniel winning $3 million is a big deal. It's something that should be talked about. Uh, I wanted to have Daniel on the podcast today. Daniel is in Korea right now uh, uh, doing uh, some negotiations with Gigi Poker about some things, so he'll be back at the end of the week. I'm gonna see if I can get him on here next week to talk about uh his super high bowler roller ball bowl win uh, i I really believe that uh he played fantastic and um you know I didn't the only thing I didn't like and I told him is he wants to take all the credit for limping when i t- and then I text him I go when Phil when Phil limped for two years you never get you guys never gave him any credit and Phil kept always saying, oh you know when Daniel played Doug Polk cut up. You know, well, why wasn't he just limping every hand? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, man. Uh, Phil Phil believes he could he would beat Doug. I don't I don't think he would. Uh, but um, the people who don't think they che- that she cheated are 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 people that want to find good in the world. I mean, I want to find good in the world. Uh, I want to believe she didn't cheat it. I really do. I, I, was, I wanted to believe it so much that I had three people convince me 36 hours after I came out that she cheated, that she didn't. But the evidence is just there. And, and I, again, I'll put out what I put out on a tweet to Garrett. I think the poker world owes Garrett an apology. I think that he put his reputation of 20 years in the poker world on the line to come out with a cheating allegation like this knowing that he was going to get massive heat and all the things that have come forward makes it more look like she cheated I agree with you Kirk it's you need to prove she cheated until then she is innocent okay Let's have a handwriting expert compare those two tweets. If a handwriting expert says they cannot conclusively say or that it's more likely that they were written by the same person, if they say that it's least likely that they are written by the same person, I'll, I'll go back to the side of innocent. But I know those two messages were written by the same person. And if they weren't cheating together, why are they talking? You guys got to come up with that answer, you know? Why were they talking if they weren't in on it together? There's just no chance. I want anybody in my chat or listening to the podcast right now to call me if they've ever heard one person used in a sentence, wouldn't Not welcome to the mouthpiece this is Mike what's up, what's up Mikey what's going on my man Gypsy.
4: shit what's happening man how you been
0: I'm good man how are you
4: pretty good can't complain I uh, had a couple questions for you about PLO mm-hmm. uh, so I just started playing PLO uh, recently online I got invited to a game it's 2-4 it what an $8 straddle nice Once not everyone straddles it's in line you can make real uh, money in
0: that like, game. You could you could make fucking ten thousand a week in a game that that size easily.
4: Bro, so the last month and a half I'm up thirty one thousand on it. Um, somebody built up sort of max buying at six hundred at a time, two hundred big blinds.
0: Oh, I play I, I play in a 3 is. I play a three six twelve half holdem PLO and and uh you can buy them for six thousand. So that's a really juicy game. Yeah,
4: that's, yeah, that's pretty deep. That changes the dynamic. Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah. uh, there's there's one maniac player, his V-pip over like 50,000 hands is like 81-82%. Uh, so what he does is just repot so he'll pot every situation pre-flop. And uh, he's competent though, which makes it tough. So like he's understanding blockers in certain spots. Uh, if you 4-bet him with you know your bigger pairs uh, on flops that don't favor your holdings he's gonna put you to the test so it's pretty tough to play against yeah especially when you get super deep well you uh, should always like, be I only
0: have... you should always be flatting in position um, you should always be min raising in position and you should be balanced between your raising and your three bet hands Uh Oh, wow. for sure.
4: Like I've been four betting, so I at first I didn't realize what was going on. I was four betting my aces out of position and shit. Cannot my do that. 50-50. If
0: you four bet aces out of position, okay. Or if you're only three betting aces, you you turn your hand face up and they will take every. pot. They'll oh, play eighty percent of your pots from you. I, you never re raise aces. It yeah, with my like, you you, um, you my don't. Three, re, you never re raise bad aces out of position, and. Um, and if you're raising uh, – when you're raising deep, good aces at a position, you also need to be three-betting – I mean, raising and three-betting all your 8, 9, 10 jacks. So uh, you need yeah, to Yeah,
4: for sure. I think the most trouble – so, like, I have, like, 15,000 hands logged, and before that I probably have 1,500, 2,000 of PLO, you know, history yeah. my whole life. Uh, I've, but I've played no-limit hold'em for 20 years, you know what I mean? So I'm pretty mm-hmm. – I understand pretty good. Yeah. On hold'em, uh, well, it's the same I thing. You have to balance, league. you
0: know. You know, and no limit hold'em, you three bet, ace kings, you three bet ace queens, you three bet the nine ten suiteds and the eight nine suiteds like twenty five percent of the time. It's the same thing, you know. Just like in 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 PLO, ace king queen, five, ace king queen deuce, ace king queen three, double suited with the ace suited, is always a three bet hand. You know what I'm saying ace where ace queen jack is not because ace king is just is just as big in PLO as it is in no limit hold'em. So you know that, right? Yeah, that, that makes
4: sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense a lot. Uh, I've been having an issue with uh, I think I'm playing too loose in and out of position with my uh, low run ups like four five six seven can't six, play those four, hands three. out of
0: position. You cannot defend the blinds with out of the small blind with like the Three, four, five, six, four, five, six, seven. Those are just death hands. Okay. You really want to oh. be, you want to be five, six, seven, eight, or you want to be, let's just go raise two callers. Uh, then you're on the button three, four, five, six, because those cards are pretty live. But then you got to be careful about the, the seven, eight straight. So, you know, when you're calling with the three, four, five, sixes, you know, those, that board needs to come ace deuce. If it's raised in two callers, ace is usually dead. You see, what I'm saying you have to always see, you know, where the, lot, the deuces and threes yes, are. Yeah, that makes right. a lot of sense. You know, yeah. the deuces and threes are. Because a lot
4: right. of times I'll flop, you know, I'll flop the joints or whatever, and then uh, obviously that's not the best time. But I'll the do. money,
0: the money has to involve the ace. You see, what I'm saying it's just, it's just like when I play uh, Omaha eight or better, right? You don't play deuce three four five if it goes raise in two callers because the aces are dead. It's an ace dependent hand, okay? Right. You know, but if it goes raise call and you're on the button with 2345 and PLO I mean an ace hits this board uh with a wheel card I mean you could really do damage so you don't want to you don't want to play those low connected wraps out of position uh if you do play them you want to play them in position where you're pretty certain an ace is live cuz if it goes under the gun raise and two callers. The two callers are usually seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, ten, 10, 9, Jack, Queen in that area. The other, the gun raiser, usually has an ace involved. Uh, usually the callers don't have an ace involved. Um, you know, again, the low wraps, you know, they have to ha- involve a money card or you just can't get paid. So, yeah, you're just playing them too much. I agree.
4: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because my VPib uh, over 15,000 hands is at like 58, 59%. Which a lot of that is because I'm playing a lot more hands than I should be against this maniac. But like I said, he's super confident. How, like are you're playing hens, him, are You're like, playing head up. No, no, we're playing six max.
0: Six max. That's still a pretty fucking big V pip. You
4: know? Yeah. Yeah. No. No shit. Uh, but no, like you, gotta, said, you gotta you gotta tighten confident. up. You but got there's... you gotta lower
0: that V V pip to around thirty. I think that's a little. 30, Listen to what he's
4: doing in scenarios which I thought was super horrible to start out with. Then I realized like this guy actually knows what he's doing. Yeah. So like, uh, in a in a two three hundred big blind spot where he gets four bet pre flop, if he flops any pair and he's putting the other guy on aces, he's getting it in there trying well, to pair one of his other cards for. Well, he's like, like even. He's like
0: pair. he's like even money. You know what I'm saying? With backdoor yes, straights exactly. and backdoor flushes. Yeah, I thought flushes.
4: that was super horrible at first, yeah, but yeah. then I ran the numbers on it. I'm like, wow, this the, guy's actually the key, not that
0: the, much key, the key to PLO is deception. The key to PLO 8 or better is deception. The key to all poker is deception. Let's be honest, okay? Even in no-limit hold'em, when you don't have it, you have to tell a story like you have it. When you have it, right, you have to sense. tell a story that you might not have it. It's all about deception. Poker is all about telling the correct story, and if the story doesn't make sense, then you call. If the story makes sense, you fold. So that's just it, you know. And uh, all the big calls. All that makes a lot of sense. All the big calls. And I didn't made, realize
4: how important blockers were in PLO. My goodness. Oh uh, my God! So I mean,
0: much, I I make so fun of people. Bullshit. For blockers and hold them, like, because I call it blockers for dummies, but in PLO, right, yeah, blockers yeah. are everything. Are are the most, yeah, like having the fucking
4: ace of diamonds in, in a spot that there's three diamonds on the board allows you to do so much shit. Uh, I having mean, blockers to a straight allows you to do so much. I trouble. mean,
0: yeah, I mean, if you get if they're just think of how many times they have to call you down and hope you have the dry ace, right? And, uh, right, exactly. And, and But what and,
4: that's allowed me to do to adapt in my game is I'm not folding second nuts like King High Flushes as often. and um,
0: Well, you just got to know, know your players. The you just got to know your players. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you just exactly. got to, again, you, and you have to feel, okay? Like, like you know how many times, like at PLO, I've had the second nuts and I feel the way, because I play with them a lot, just the way. The snap bet went in there, or he betted a little quicker than he normally does.
4: Or that it's a blocker and well, not the nut. And
0: you just feel it. You're, I mean, listen. I can't explain people when I say that they think no, I'm crazy. helps
4: come in a lot with that shit because and, he's actually trying to get you off your hand, not right. looking for value. And you
0: feel, you just feel it. Like all the best players feel it. They're in their instincts scream. Okay, that's why. Like I said, Sean Deeb is the one of the best instu- instinct. Poker player in the world, he's a once in a generation talent. If you don't like him, I don't give a yeah, fuck. For sure. Okay, like he said, follow your instincts, Mike. Your instincts are telling you she cheated. She fucking cheated. Okay, I mean that's it. Your instincts are always right, and uh, I, I and that's why I stood where I am. So, anyway,
4: well, I want to share just one last thing. My family in the car, got the baby in the background or whatever is making noise. So I won't take a lot of your time, but. So having this score allowed me to take some shots at some bigger games. that okay. uh, I like it. Here local, there's a, a five five twenty five, but it Good. plays like twenty five fifty at times. Good, super deep. So uh, I I took it some shots at it and playing the playing PLO recently has allowed me to, like I said, take shots at this game and paying more attention in no limit when I wasn't as much. I would kind of just you know go on coast and play ABC poker. But now I'm, I went above uh, my comfort zone and I'm playing my A game instead of just playing a C game all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, it made me realize that fucking bigger games are not as tough as I always thought. Oh, no, they're like, not. Oh, this game has I'm
0: going to get be- you in it's on tough. something. Because like,
4: you're playing, it's getting easier. Let honestly. me let
0: you in on something. The higher you play, the softer the game.
4: Okay? Like, I can't beat 5'10 at the casino.
0: Because 5'10 is all, all so- the best players grinding for a living. OK, all the 100%. fucking big games are people who have infinite money. And they don't give a fuck. OK, this is a rule of thumb 100%. since the day I fucking played poker. And the two years after I became a pro in 1998, I realized the higher you play, the worse they play. OK, so if somebody like if I had somebody to back me in some of these big fucking stream games, Oh my God! What would I, what would I do to the poker world? It's yeah, like if you were in Garrett's position, he's just printing money. Printing because you know why he can't lose because everybody buys him for a hundred thousand and he's got five hundred on the table at all times. He can get stacked two yeah, in 100%. a row. He can get stacked two in a row. Then he will put six hundred on the table. They have to fucking stack them three times for him to have, for him to lose. That's not counting all the small yeah, pots 100%. he picks up. That's why exactly. every one of these streams should have a cap of what the buy-ins should be in. Okay? That's why every fucking... Up until 2011, every fucking online game and every game in all the casinos had a hundred Big Blind cap. There's a reason they had that. It protects the fucking other players and it evens out the playing field. If you're going to let the best player in the game... Cover everybody at all times. The best player in the game is going to win. win he's going to have the biggest win rate, and he's going and if he and he have no fear of money. He's going to demolish the game. That's just a fact. That's just that's why I'm against these all these re-entry fucking poker tournaments and all these max late reg poker tournaments where they can max late reg with thirty bigs and just rip it all in, and, and all like of perfect. a sudden they go yeah, exactly. they go double double, and they're the chip leader of the tournament for the other guy who played eight days. Eight hours, I mean.
4: Yeah, no so, shit. Anyways. Yeah, like giving Sean Deep given people like that five, six bullets at a tournament is exactly like
0: it's disgusting. It's horrible. So anyways, but, let me see if I uh, take another call and uh, I'm gonna get out of here and uh, and I appreciate all right, you calling. Take care. Thanks for calling. All righty. Bye. So uh seven oh two three two nine zero four eight zero, we'll take in one more call. Um, listen, the world is in very bad shape right now. It's imperative, anybody out there, to go vote, to make sure you vote and you vote red. Um, Biden must be stopped. His radical agenda needs to be stopped. The craziness, the gas prices, the inflation, the... The he's brain dead. He's fucking going to get us in a nuclear fucking war. He's a dementia patient. Anyways, don't say I didn't tell you. I didn't want to vote for Trump. I told you why I had to. I told you they hid the guy for a year. They put these commercials out why the guy was he didn't even campaign. He was in his basement because he can't put two sentences together. All the conspiracy theories about the vaccine all come. Everything ends up being truthfully. The, the masks come out worthless. I told you they were worthless. Everything I ever said was a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It is what it is. Uh, okay. this guy hmm? is trying to call, but I think I'm trying to call him back at the same time. Well, why don't you let him call then? I'm going to try that. Yeah. Uh, the fake news media... They block everything. They want. They, they they all come out and they say what they want you to believe. And uh, once, once you come to a conclusion that the media is corrupt, which you will if you're a smart person, then you'll realize what's going on in the world. If you watch MSNBC and CNN and then you repeat their talking points, that means you don't think for yourself and you don't know what's going on. I promise you, anybody that says to themselves, maybe Mike's right, let me do my due diligence and read what's going on, they will come to the realization that the media is fake and everything they say is a lie to spin a narrative. And then they brainwash you by putting their narrative into your timelines on your phones, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, and uh, that's what's being done. And uh, so I just ask everybody: you don't need to believe what I say. Go out and think for yourself, and um, and you'll come to the truth. That's all. Uh, let's see, if we can get this one more caller, um, and uh, we'll go with that. Uh, my hand, my game of the week. I'm really. I, I mean, I'm really big on three games this week. Uh, I'm sticking with Arizona I'm convinced the Seattle team is the worst Defense in the league I mean they gave up 45 to Detroit That was missing their four skilled players They gave up 29 to New England with a third string Quarterback um, Detroit did uh, And Detroit got zero on New England Got 45 on Seattle Arizona's putting up 30 Maybe 33 maybe 35 I mean, if Seattle can outscore them, they'll win. I'll be taking Arizona minus two and a half this week. And uh, I like Dallas plus six. I mean, uh, six and a half in some places. I don't think people realize this is the best Dallas Cowboy defense of my lifetime. This defense is better than the Dallas defense that won three Super Bowls. You know. They need Dak, and they need the offense to roll. But this, as Tony Romo said online two weeks ago, if he had this defense, he'd have three Super Bowl titles. Are the Dodgers really down? You guys, what's the score? I'm a diehard Dodger fan. I just saw Dana write bye-bye Dodgers. What's the score? Give me a score, guys. Give me a score. Give me a score. Brandon, please, I ask you. I like you a lot. I think you're a really good person. Just... Do some research, please. Please, that's all I ask. Oh, it's only one nothing. You guys are acting like bye-bye Dodgers. Fucking Dodgers are going to score 5 or 6 tonight. Give me a break. Fuck, you guys had me fucking so worried, you know? Uh, Let's see. What else is going on in the uh, world? Uh, hmm. What do you guys think of... Uh, Uh, what do you guys think of the Kanye West interview last week on Tucker? That was pretty unbelievable, you know. I, d- I don't like the comment he made, you know. I don't. I think that he's not anti-Jewish, but he, it was a very thing I didn't really like. But, you know, just because I don't like it, something like that and I think it's bad doesn't mean that everything else Kanye was saying wasn't true, because it was. You know, and he, he threw fucking jared kushner under the bus and i agree with everything he said about jared kushner and they want to paint it out to oh he just hates jewish people no he's just telling the truth you know uh kanye will get suicided 100 percent somebody will kill him because he is against the narrative the narrative i mean can you imagine white white lives matter is now racist so Asian lives can matter, black lives can matter, but if white lives matter, you're a racist bigot. Okay, this is really the world I wanna live in. Uh, Fuck, even Brandon wouldn't wanna live in this world. I mean, what what, you know, there's racism on both sides, you know? Zelensky's the most corrupt motherfucking politician in the world. You're welcome. He is a cokehead. He's a fucking, he's he's like, he's the male version of Robbie J. Liu. Just wants all the attention. Like, really, his country's at war. He's, he, and meanwhile, he's on all the talk shows being a, a celebrity. Go fuck yourself. Give me a break. Fucking Ukraine's the most, third most corrupt country in the world, you know? Trump had all the dirt on the whole Ukraine situation. That's why they had to get him out so they could start this proxy war. You guys got to look into what is actually going on. Fucking Jared Kushner's a piece of shit, Brandon. I'm not backing him. What does that have to do with anything? That doesn't mean anything, you know? And Trump's not a fucking the greatest human being in the world himself. But he cares. And all they gave a fuck, all they care about was... Uh, all they really give a fuck about was their little fucking proxy war and their money-making fucking... Can he win in 2024? He will win in 2024. I don't want him to win in 2024. I would fucking... Hmm. I don't, you don't even know what I would do to fucking have DeSantis fucking win the nomination, but, but, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Brandon. And and what, who told you that the media, do you know that for a fact? Exactly. Uh, the media will tell you whatever they want. What happened to, uh, to the, um, by the way, what happened to, uh, Trump stole nuclear codes? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nuclear codes. They love throwing the nuclear around to scare everybody. Trump stole the nuclear codes. There's going to be a nuclear Armageddon. We're all going to die. Okay. Truth of the matter is, we would. Exactly. Everything that Trump said has come true. That's the, it, like Almost everything he said has come true. So, yeah, he might be a horrible human being. Okay. But <laughs> if you think Biden's been any better, I mean, this guy's... This 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 guy they got on corruption charges. They literally got the corruption on him. With Trump, they're they're trying to find something. They can never find it. I don't want to talk about politics. It's fucking depressing. Um. Anyways, um. Uh. I have uh, three games I like. I mean, I. Uh, I like Buffalo. I mean, they're getting their defensive players back. They want this game bad. I like Buffalo. It's a road favorite. I like uh, Arizona. as a road favorite. I like Dallas as a home dog. As a road dog. Um, that's where I sit this week. Um, the Yankees suck. The Yankees are going nowhere. The only one that can hit is Judge, and he's old for the fucking world. They ain't winning shit if he can't hit. Uh. Yeah, Tulsi, they, just because Tulsi left the Democrat Party doesn't mean that she, she didn't join the Republican Party. You know, she's an independent thinker, independent person. You know, she knows the Republicans are just corrupt, you know. Anyways, uh, so, uh, you know, that's it for the week. Uh, we're going to come back next week, Thursday, Friday, talk NFL. I'll tell you how my poker week's going. I'm playing every day, trying to win. Um I'm gonna go down probably to LA in a couple weeks and play on the hustler stream and uh have a lot of fun. I'll let you guys keep you guys in keep you guys under the loop. I got Arizona as my top pick this week. I picked four weeks in a row as my top pick. Hope I'm right. I don't know, man. The line's real smart short. These short lines scare me, but we'll see. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. The mouthpiece.